Welcome to the Embracing Midlife Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Hastie. I'm a coach and practitioner of hypnosis and NLP. This podcast is about embracing midlife, the challenges and the opportunities. As a midlife woman, you have likely spent most of your life looking after others, and now it's time to start looking after you. For many of us, midlife is a time of deep reflection on the things we have done in our lives, but also the things we are yet to do. It's a time of many transitions, some good, some not so good. And it's also a time to revive your dreams. You know, the ones you had before life got in the way. Life is far from over and there is plenty of time to work towards your goals and dreams. This podcast is packed with health, well-being, and mindset tips, motivation and support for navigating your way through midlife and beyond. Are you a New Year's resolution person? And more importantly, do you actually stick to them? And if you do, that's great. This episode is probably not for you then, though you are welcome to stick around as there still may be some helpful tips here for you. This episode is for you if you start off with good intentions but then tend to fade or think about it for so long that you never get started at all. Research has shown that only about 16% of people are able to follow the resolutions. The majority give up within one to six weeks of starting and many of these resolutions are repeated year after year. Despite our best intentions, why is it so difficult to stick to resolutions? It doesn't matter if the resolution is to start a new habit like exercising or to give up a bad one like smoking. There are certain things that can predict our success or our failure. Today we talk about seven reasons why most New Year resolutions fail and what to do instead to achieve your goals. So the first one, setting unrealistic resolutions. While it's great to stretch yourself outside your comfort zone, you need to be realistic about the goal you're setting. It should be specific, achievable, in line with your values and tangible in that success can be measured in some way. Otherwise, how will you know when you get there? Another reason why they might fail is do you know your why? Many people fail to achieve their objectives because their why is unclear. The why is what motivates people to take action and achieve goals. You may know what you want, but you won't be able to figure out how to get it unless you know why you want it. So why are you making these resolutions? What motivates you to achieve these objectives? What motivates you to do what you do? What emotional connection does your why have? All excuses go away when the purpose is strong. Try writing down or verbalizing what you want. For instance, you may want to lose weight. And if I asked you why, you might say, it's because you want to fit back into your jeans. That's okay as reasons go, but it doesn't have a lot of substance or emotion attached to it. If you started asking yourself questions like why or what will that do for me, it may drill down to the fact that you have grandkids and you want to lose weight so you're healthy and you can see them grow up and be the crazy nana rocking out at their wedding and embarrassing the crap out of your daughter, which is one of my personal goals, which has nothing to do with fitting into a pair of jeans. When I was doing my coaching training, one of the things that they taught us was ask why till they cry. 
Now, I don't like to make people cry, but what they were getting at is you ask why, you get a supervisual reason, you ask why again, and it goes a little bit deeper. And the more questions you ask, the closer you get to finding that emotion. And once you've got that emotion, then you know that you've hit on the, on the real why. Another reason, lack of accountability. Working with a coach or mentor or accountability partner guarantees that the proper energy and drive are present to help you accomplish more. Find someone who understands what you're trying to do and will celebrate with you all the way. Often we downplay our successes. I often have clients come to me and when I ask how the week has gone, they'll say, oh, didn't achieve much. When I start asking questions, I find out they've done heaps. Having someone to reframe and act as a cheerleader is priceless. So bottom line is when choosing an accountability partner, it doesn't matter if it's a trusted friend or someone you pay. The important thing is to avoid people who sap your energy and instead work with people that elevate and encourage you, especially when you're feeling down. Okay. Another reason, no tracking or review. So a weekly review allows you to keep track of your progress and turns excuses into opportunities. What gets measured gets done and what gets done can be improved and made a habit with the help of a good tracking system. Many of the apparent barriers are based on assumptions, judgments, overthinking and previous points of reference. Tracking your accomplishments aids in the development of consistency. If you're tracking and reviewing your goals, you are able to make changes on the fly before little problems turn into big excuses. Depending on the habits you are tracking, you can use an app or a paper habit tracker, write it in your journal. The how you track isn't as important as having a tangible record. So when you're down and your brain is telling you you've done nothing, you can look back on it and say, wait a minute, I've done X, Y, or Z. And also when your brain is telling that you you that you've done enough, you can look and see, well, actually, I haven't. I need to tick off X, Y, or Z, and then I'm done. Brains can be tricksy sometimes like that. Okay, so lack of planning is another one. Great planning is always required for good implementation. Particularly if it's a long-term or larger goal, breaking it down into smaller manageable tasks can make it seem less daunting. After all, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Often we get worried about step 20 when we haven't even done step one yet. For instance, before I started this podcast, my head was racing ahead to what tech I needed, how I was going to market it, what if no one listened, etc, etc, and on and on and blah, blah, blah. And this stalled me for about two years. What I actually needed to do was make a plan. Step one. What's the podcast going to be about? Step two, what will I name it? Step three, what will I use to record it? Then worry about the tech and then get it out there and then market it to find listeners. Once I finally worked out that I just needed to start, I had it up in no time. And you know where else we get stuck? We think we have to have it all figured out before we start, but we don't. Work out the first one to two steps, then take action and figure it out as you go. It's still a plan, but it's a moving plan rather than one that's stuck and static. 
Schedule time to do whatever it is and give yourself timelines and deadlines to get things done. These don't have to be set in stone, but you do need to have some sort of guide. Okay, so another one that stops us is self-doubt. Don't allow your past failures to dictate your future. One thing I believe these days is there is no failure, only feedback. If at first you don't succeed, learn from it and move on. Being self-critical or doubtful doesn't help since it focuses all of your attention and energy on the negatives. As you work towards your goal and improve, practice self-compassion and don't let a minor setback or disappointment turn into procrastination and inaction. Remember that progress is better than perfection. Don't beat yourself up, that really doesn't help. Just because you didn't get there the first time is no reason not to give it another go. After all, now you have experience. And celebrate every victory, no matter how small. It's so easy to get caught up in the doing or in the things that we don't do or the things that don't work, instead of celebrating the things that do work. Every tiny victory should be celebrated because it motivates you to work harder for the larger ones. And probably the biggest one is timing. With New Year's resolutions, you tend to put off starting, well, until the new year. So it often gives us too much time to think about it and we talk ourselves out of it. Or we get started, but then motivation fades after a few weeks and you let yourself off the hook. Oh, well, I'll try again next year. No, because here's the thing. You don't have to put off making changes until the new year or after the new moon or Monday or for any other reason. You can get started today. Make the time today to sit down and work out what it is you want to change, why you want to change it, and how you're going to track those changes. Plan out those first couple of steps and get started today. You can work out the rest as you go. And don't forget to celebrate the wins along the way. And if you need accountability, reach out. That's what I do. If you have listened this far, thanks for sticking with me. And if you want help reaching your goals or working out what exactly it is that you want and making a plan to get there, please reach out. I use coaching, hypnosis and EFT and a few other tools I have stashed in my tool belt to help make your goals a reality. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate a review because that helps other women like you find this podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.